Um, I mean, the, the stories are, are, are numerous and dramatic. Yeah. Um, the visions that they see, uh-huh. it's almost as if this medicine, if you want to call it that, is guiding the brain through its trauma. Yes. And, and bringing some sort of resolve. Yes. All on its own. I'm William. I'm Dave. Dave is my pastor. Willie is a hospice chaplain. And we've been friends for more than 20 years. We've had thousands of conversations about things that matter and things that don't. So now we're inviting you to join in. Each week we pull a topic out of the hopper and we talk about it. This is the Hopper Podcast. Hey, Willie, do you uh, know anything about the use of psychedelics um, in new research that's coming out here uh, for people with mental illness? Uh, is this an intervention? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you have something that you want me to try? Uh, maybe. No. Um, <laughs> there, no, I have heard some about it, yes. Um, yeah. I don't know a lot, and I hope that you can help I, me. Yeah, so I haven't done a lot of research or anything, but I, I have watched a couple documentaries. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, and um, one was called Fantastic Fungi. Yeah, yeah. And then the one that was just released here not too long ago is called um, How to Change Your Mind. Okay. I saw both of them on Netflix, I believe. Yes. Uh, Fantastic Fungi, of course, is talking about psilocybin, uh, the compound in mushrooms that okay. um, are, are psychedelic. And then How to Change Your Mind goes through four compounds okay. um, and discusses each one of them yeah. in terms of how they might be useful okay. in therapy oh. for a variety of mental illnesses. Wow. It's yeah, fascinating. Yeah. It's really fascinating. Um, and they go through the whole uh, how these things were being researched and then abused and then outlawed. And you know how government works. Sometimes uh, politicians, they want to have an enemy to fight. Mm-hmm. And and they're probably, I mean, they needed to do something, I guess. But uh, we're finally back in the, in the time when we can uh, research these things and yeah. see how helpful they are. Right. Um, the fantastic fungi uh, was a was you know all about mushrooms, but the the thing that I think the key piece I want to to highlight is that they mentioned that we have receptors in our brains, yeah, that are there to receive psilocybin, you know, as a compound. Is that right? And they have uh, they went over what's called the stoned ape theory. Have you heard of this? No. The stoned ape theory is the idea that if, that if humans evolved, that uh, part of their evolution to develop their brain came from eating psilocybin mushrooms and other psychedelics mm. that occur naturally. Okay. And that that had some impact on producing greater consciousness, greater intellect. Ah, okay. Um, and that, the, of course, you're, you know, you're stoned. Um, and that may have something to do with why the human brain is what it is. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's provocative. Yeah, right? it, it, it sounds... Uh, like it's it's hard to know. This is a guess a little bit. But yeah. Maybe I'm, I I don't know enough about it, but it sounds a little bit like a guess to me. I think what fascinates me about it is that there are receptors in your brain. Okay. And they do such dramatic things. Yeah. That's just bizarre. Yeah. You know, uh, why is that the case? Um, were people eating these things for thousands and thousands of years? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. our current rise in mental illness um, yes. is yes. is this from not eating things we're supposed to be eating? Yeah. It's fascinating for, to think about this. Uh, so let me go through some some of the uh, some of the stories. Okay, sure. Um, some of the compounds that were mentioned in How to Change Your Mind. One was uh, MDMA, which is ecstasy, right? Uh, which is, by the way, about to be legalized next year mm-hmm. for therapy reasons, mm-hmm. because there have been so many studies and so much research that it has been helpful to people. Yes. Um, and here's a here's an example: a guy goes into combat. 
Um, he comes back. During the war, he never had any uh, PTSD or any anxiety or anything sure. like that. Sure. But years later, um, back in the States, he has PTSD. Yeah. Uh, and it looks like this. Uh, it's the 4th of July, and there's fireworks going off. Oh, yeah. He knows that they're fireworks. Of course. Right? He yeah. knows that. Yeah. But his body, his anxiety, yeah. Yeah. and his body responds in such a way that he was wearing a flak jacket and crying in his closet. Mm. And was, uh, you know, not able to function. Yeah. And and this uh, occurs and keeps happening. And, and, and this is, anxiety is a terrible, terrible thing. Oh, it's thing. horrible, horrible. Um, and so this guy took MDMA three times. Yeah. With, uh, guided by, you know, a therapist. Uh-huh. And he has not had this problem since. Right. Um, that is very interesting to me. I've heard a number of stories like that, yes. Yeah. And the same with, uh, with psilocybin or mushrooms. Okay. And um, even uh, this, the LSD was the other, and then um, peyote. Mm-hmm. Those are the four in that, that particular um, okay. documentary series, like yeah. four episodes yeah. for yeah. each of those. Um, and they, they, they make some really interesting points. Of course, I, don't, I haven't researched it, so I don't right. know what, what counterpoints there are or like how, uh, how much do I trust the, the statistics and the, the yeah. science behind it. But it, yeah. um, when you have testimony after testimony of people who are really struggling. Oh, yeah. And then and this is a, this is, they're non-toxic. Right. Um, they're not, they're not going to kill you. Uh-huh. If it's, if it's in supervised, if it's done in a therapy Yep. Sort of format. It's on something you take once to maybe three times. Right. And maybe in your whole life. Right. And there are just too many stories of people who have had dramatic yes. um, benefit from it. Yes, that's right. Um, these experiences that help them uh, uh, wrestle with their cancer uh-huh. and their impending death uh-huh. and have peace about it. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, the, the stories are, are, are numerous and dramatic. Yeah. Um, the visions that they see, uh-huh. it's almost as if... This medicine, if you want to call it that, is guiding the brain through its trauma. Yes. And, and bringing some sort of resolve. Yes. All on its own. Yes. It's, it's very interesting to me. What are your thoughts on this so far? Yeah, so that's the sort of things that I've heard about. I would like to do some more research on it for Yeah, sure. me as well. Um, but that re- reminds me a bunch of when you and I have talked about marijuana and we, we live in a state where it's not legal uh-huh. um, you know but I think that it should be I think that it, um, there are there's a place for it right there's it, it can touch yeah. glaucoma pain in a way that like no other pain medicine can and it's been used a bunch for those kinds of things and there there's a place for all kinds of drugs that I say we this should not be widespread but it needs to be in the if we use it in the right place, right. if we do it right, you're, if if it's medicinal, if it's therapeutic, totally, and it and it helps people. Oh yeah, and it's it's a natural growing. I mean, this is a mushroom. Yeah, so uh, we have a massive epidemic. We need to come up with. The, here's another topic to put in the hopper. I think it's already there. It's been there for a while. We need to take it out. And that's that's the massive epidemic of um, of uh, people addicted to painkillers. Yeah. That's huge, and it's killing, killing tons of people. Yeah. And I was just earlier today at the house of someone where we were giving huge doses of morphine, um, and that was totally appropriate. He needed that. He yeah. absolutely needed that. And for him, it, it helped him. Be, he's dying. He's got 
cancer all over his body. Yeah. He's in incredible pain. And that allowed him to be calm enough to yeah. connect with his son yeah. one last time and to say some things that hadn't that needed to be said. Yeah. And there was healing there relationally, emotionally. Right. Um, That's that a could, good use of that, that drug. That could not have been yeah. used without crazy high doses of morphine. Morphine is being is given to God, uh, given by God to us for that sort of reason. Yeah. And it's killing a ton of people who are abusing it. And so, um, you know, peyote and all these other drugs, I think, can be abused horribly, like morphine, like other mm-hmm. you know, drugs, fentanyl. Uh, but is that doesn't mean that there's no place for them to be used yeah. well. And if we just say, no, we're just going to outlaw them completely, these are powerful drugs, which means that if the, we can harness them for good, they can do some things that nothing else can because they're yeah. so powerful. Yeah. Yeah, That so that's my thought about it. And I... And I I want us to be harnessing this power. I think God wants us to be harnessing this power. Right. Right. It's just just, all very curious. A naturally occurring plant. We have receptors in our brain. um, And and there's something so profound that happens. And this is not... You know, to go through that kind of experience regularly, I think it takes a certain weirdo. um, You know, like... Yeah, right. Yeah, but um, even the cultures who have like the, the, the... the Native Americans who had peyote as part of their culture and still do. Yeah. Um, this is not something that's done with great frequency. Yeah. They and, respect. And those folks are not, yeah. are not don't have a, a, yeah, they're not losing their jobs and doing all. Right. This is something, they have a healthy uh, relationship with peyote. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, part yeah. of their culture. It's part of their spirituality. Right. And it has, um, and, and they use it for healing and right. they respect it. Yeah. And, and there's a, only a, you know, a limited amount. Right. And so it can't just, you know, it, it, it can't be used all the time anyway. Right, 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 um, right. But they don't. Right. Because it, it is such an experience. It's yeah. such a, a profound and bizarre experience yeah. that it's not something that, that would happen yeah. more than a few times. Yeah. There's a the guy on Fantastic Fungi, uh, he was cured of stuttering from one, uh, he, he stuttered his whole life. He took psilocybin and had this experience and then he never stuttered again. Oh my goodness. I mean, I, that's just—it's just all very interesting, you know. Yeah. And and we grew up in a, in the the war against drugs. Sure. And I, I think here, no. yeah. And here I am. This is your brain, you know. Crack the egg. <laughs> yeah. This is your brain on drugs. Right. And uh, I'm just trying to rethink some of these things, uh, especially in terms of 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 compounds that are not toxic and mm. could be used in therapy as medicine. Yeah. Um, I, I want to see where this goes. MDMA should be legal next year. Is that nationwide? I think so. Wow. I believe so. Uh, just in general, legal or legal for, for therapy. research? Yeah, for therapy. Okay. okay. Um, I think people are using ketamine now. I don't know much about ketamine. I don't know much about that either. Um, but, uh, yeah, ecstasy should be illegal next year for therapy purposes. Okay. And if, they, and if the numbers start coming back and, you know, great, great successes with, with combat PTSD and... Anxiety disorders and depression uh-huh. and all kinds of, of mental health issues. Um, yeah. That would be fantastic. It really it? would be. That'd be great. Yeah. We should do more looking into that. And if you're out there and you've heard this episode and you know more about it, 
Uh, let us know. Email us at thehopper at gmail.com. At thehopperpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> at your mother likes the hopper podcast at <laughs> gmail. Look in the show notes. There's a couple yeah. different ways to, to reach us. And uh, yeah. The yeah, hopper yeah. podcast. That's it. At gmail.com. Something like that. <laughs> This is William with the Hopper Podcast. Thanks for joining us. I really enjoyed talking to Dave on the Hopper Podcast, and I'm glad to share those conversations with you. I hope that you're enjoying them. Recently, we've talked to Greg Johnson, a celibate gay pastor. We've talked to Nace Lanier about grief and hope. We've tackled issues of abortion and transgender women in sports, gun control, universal basic income, Christian nationalism, all kinds of stuff, and all of them with nuance, compassion, and conviction. If these kind of conversations are important to you, please consider supporting us to help us cover the costs of podcasting. There's a link in the show notes. Just tap or swipe on the cover art in your podcast app right now. Or if it's more helpful, you can go to patreon.com slash the Hopper Podcast. We would really appreciate it. Thanks. Dave, do you know... um uh, we're sitting at my computer here. Do you, yeah. do you, I'm showing you a picture of uh, this lady who goes by Jax. Do you know? Do no. you know who this is? No. She is a TikTok star that I don't like most of what she does. It's okay. It's fine. Um, I'm not on TikTok, but I have discovered her on YouTube, mm-hmm. and I think she originates from TikTok. But she's a songwriter. She writes various songs, and okay. it's just kind of silly, some of them, and some sure. of them are serious. And so here's a really short video I want to show you and get your reaction to. Um, she wrote a song that has absolutely blown up um, and has become like the anthem of this summer. Okay. Let it me play it says for you. here, I wrote a song for the kid I babysit. Yeah, that's how it starts. That's okay. the, the title here that starts off. Seatbelt. Yes. So this is Chelsea. She's the kid I babysit. What's up? <laughs> Story time, story time, story time, story time, story time. Okay, so yesterday I picked Chelsea up from the mall because she's going to her first boy-girl pool party. And her and her friends went bikini shopping at Victoria's Secret. Chelsea literally got in the car hysterically crying to me because this one little brat said something that made me cringe. She's gonna see that. Tell him what she said. She said the bathing suit made me look too fat, too flat. Okay, anyway, mm. I wrote too a song fat for and too you flat. because yeah. when I was your age, I had a lot of eating problems and I wish somebody would have said this to me. You want to hear it? Fine. Okay. God, I wish somebody would have told me when I was younger that all bodies aren't the same. Photoshop, bitty bitty models on magazine covers told me I was overweight. I stopped eating what a bomb.
feeling? <laughs> There's an ad for a cat, a cat food or something. Anyway, the song yeah. goes on from there. That's only the first verse of the song. Gotcha. But it's a, it's a, so that's a, what, 30 seconds or 45 seconds of the song. Right. But the song goes on for, it's a three and a half minute song, something, with some more really, really like fun, but biting and insightful lyrics. Yeah. Tell me, tell me your reaction. I love this song. Yeah, of course. Of course I love this. Um, this is, uh, this is a kind of thing I wish was all over TikTok and all those yes. Instagram reels. I agree. Because there's just so much garbage. I, I, I barely see any of it. Um, I, I just, it's just so polluting. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Mind-numbing waste of time. Yeah. Stuff like this is actually beneficial and and salt and light to the world. I mean, this that's the kind of message that has to go out. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, I'd love to have that. Uh, you know, promote it. Sure, yeah. and that's why I wanted to bring that onto the hopper because I think it's a great message. There's a couple reasons I was, I was, that I like it so much. Well, it's a catchy song. the The chorus is really uh-huh. catchy, but then also it uh, there's two things that it really attacks that I love that need to be attacked. One is the consumerism uh-huh. that uh, this is not uh, uh, yeah. They're, they're trying to. She's saying this guy in Ohio, this guy in Ohio. Truly, it's a guy in Ohio who is a pervert and a horrible person. And I've I've read some yeah. up on him. Um, but yeah, he is trying to act like this is a you know pro you know woman kind of thing. An empowering, no, an empowering thing. He yeah. is straight up about like how can I get money? Absolutely. Out of people? Yeah. And so there's that consumerism thing. But then also the she addresses really really well in a short amount of space the the pressure that's put on women mm-hmm. and girls especially yeah. to look a particular way. Just the uh, the objectification of totally. of women and girls. That's right. And in uh, in that way, I think TikTok is horrendous. Yes. Right. I mean, you go through these reels and, the, and these all these girls who are trying to yes. look sexy and yes. beautiful, and it's yes. just sickening. It's awful. And, I, and I'm just thinking, they, they, they don't even know what they're doing. They Because right. they don't have a man's mind. Right. They have no idea right. what they're doing. Right, that's right. And and how they're being objectified. That's and right. why would you want that? Right. And and this is a, a girl saying, you don't, don't fall for that. Don't fall for it, yeah. yeah. It, there, there are two narratives here that you need to reject. And yeah. One is, one is that you are an object that can give me money, and the other is that you are an object that can give me sex, right? And yeah. that's and neither the, of those your are true. value is wrapped up in what I think about you. Totally. That's if right. if I think you're hot, then you have value. That's right. And if I think you're flat and fat, then right. you're a worthless human being. Right. What a yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, I I wanted to share that, and uh, I'll put a link in the in the show notes that that you can go to. Uh, that and find yeah, I'm gonna, more of it. Yeah, I'm going to go watch the rest of that. Thanks. They, um, she, this has blown up. It is everyone is doing a version of it, kind mm-hmm. of a lip sync version sure. of it. Everyone has their own. It's it's you know it's a huge huge hit. There's like flash mob, um, flash mobs have done choreographed dances to it outside of Victoria's Secret stores. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. Those kinds of, there's a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Victoria's Secret uh, CEO or president or somebody big wrote to her and apologized for some things and is trying to make amends, mm. you know, be- because it has hurt their sales it's bad optics. so much. It's yeah. really bad optics. <laughs> so like, uh... She got their attention. Uh-huh. And I'm all about, like, 
Yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, yeah. I know at one point, and this may have been the business model from the beginning. At one point, um, Victoria's Secret made more money on interest from their credit cards than on sales of merchandise itself. Because they go in and you say, "I'm going to give you this credit card, and you can get fifty dollars worth of free merchandise today," mm-hmm. and then and then so you put the stuff finance on there, it. Yep. And so then so in that case, the company was basically a credit card company right. with and the store was just there to yeah. uh, to get people lots to, of stores do that they yeah. do yeah. they do um and so yeah the money aspect of it i think is equally evil as the sexual um yeah. uh predation 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 of of it yeah. i think both and she goes after both of those in kind of a fun and uh light but pointed way and I, I just I like her there were, I've looked at a bunch of her other songs mm-hmm. she's a talented musician nothing else is nearly as good as this right <laughs> this is her this is her moment this is her moment yeah. and and I hope that she continues and yeah. I hope she, and she'll have another hit at some point if she continues uh, and this this would be a, a a really great use of that format, right? Totally. To, to have That's that right. platform where uh, uh, just someone out there can write something like this and get it out to the masses and it can go viral. I think that's great. Yes. It's it's equally uh, horrible that it it could be the other way around. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't want any, I don't it, want to point anyone to TikTok. I don't want anyone. I mean, that's just because it's. I'm with you. I, here yeah. I am promoting TikTok. No, I, I'm. I'm yeah, but if there was more stuff like this on there. You know, and so maybe okay. So let's all put yeah, our algorithms put, put some good... so, that, so that this stuff comes up more, and we reward these kinds of things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we want people saying this. Absolutely. We want we want this kind of communication to our young ones. Yeah. Not right. all the garbage. Hey, this is Dave from the Hopper Podcast. Do you like our podcast? Then please like it, subscribe it, and share it with somebody right now. Post it on Facebook. Put your favorite episode up and join us in the conversation. Write us at thehopperpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks a lot. Okay, Dave, let's pull another topic out of the hopper. What could it be this time? Let me <laughs> let me sort through here. Let me sort through here. Okay. Here it is. Love languages. Yeah. Love languages. Okay, let's talk about that. Uh, what do you know about love languages? Well, I can't remember the author's name. Gary, right now. Gary, Gary Chapman. Gary Chapman. You yeah. don't know any author's name. Well, I, the, I don't like the details. You know I know that. you don't. Um, I have not read this book, but I'm very familiar with it. Yeah, okay. Uh, people talk about it in our circles. Yeah. Um, it was a very popular book. He yep. came up with five languages of love, how you like to receive love. And, um, and, and, and this is, I think, really insightful. The way that you like to receive love mm-hmm. isn't necessarily the way someone else likes to receive love. Correct. And so you need to learn what they like. Yeah. And, and that is very helpful. Yes. That they have their own language. Super helpful. Um, they have their own interest in, in what makes them feel loved. Yes. And if you really want to love someone, you don't love them the way that you want to be loved. It's like giving them a Christmas gift that you want them to have right. as opposed to what they want to have. Yeah. You know? In the first season of The, of the Simpsons... Uh, <laughs> They, uh, there's one episode where Marge and uh, Homer are not having, you know, the relationship is on the rocks again, and uh, uh, Homer gives to Marge for her birthday a bowling ball. Yeah, that has he has inscribed his name Homer on the bowling ball yeah. that he gives to her. <laughs> right. <laughs> and she, she'd never been bowling in her life. Yeah. He said, well, I thought you might want to start. Yeah, but it has your name on it. And he says, yeah, that's what you could think of me when you're bowling. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
<laughs> yeah, he's obviously the whole point is that he's giving her something that yeah. she does not want that he wants. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or like the uh, here's the anniversary present. It's a vacuum. Right. Right. I'm, right. Right. I'm hoping you'll keep the house cleaner. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I thought maybe you didn't like the old vacuum, and so I didn't use it enough. I got you a new one. (laughs) This is a nice one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and so yeah, so the um, let me think if I can name all these languages. Uh, Yeah, he says um, words of affirmation. Five words of affirmation. So you Uh want to be built up and encouraged with words. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, Physical touch. Yeah. Just like physical affection. Yes, that's right. Um. There is uh, acts of service. Yes. Uh-huh. Where, you know, just doing something for you that helps you, that, yes. that you feel loved that way. That's right. Um, quality time. Yes. Spending time with people and in, in not necessarily you know, physical affection or building them up. Just, but just, just being together. Just being together. Yeah. And let's see, the fifth one. Uh, help me out. This is because uh, it's interesting. I was wondering which order you were going to go in, and now that you have forgotten oh, just, one of them, it probably random. it probably means that it's one that you are is not your love language uh, at all. You think? <laughs> it could just be that I don't remember things. It could be um, gifts. Oh yeah, gifts. Yeah, gifts. yeah. Giving of gifts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so and that's are, true. I'm not a big gift giver. I know or, you're not. Yeah, receiver. Because it's interesting to say it that way. Because part of the theory also is that. The way that you want to receive love is also how you naturally think about giving love. Yeah, that's right. right? And so, uh, yeah, that um, so I um, gifts are not a thing for me at all either. Uh-huh. I, don't, I don't care about gifts. My wife, that is her number one love mm. language is gifts, no doubt. She gives the most amazing gifts, mm. and. That's what she wants. And so I have had a, I mean, I've worked really, really hard at cultivating my ability to yeah. do that, but I, it's been... Thinking about what she'd want. Oh, and my what, yeah. gosh. And interestingly, in each of those um, uh, languages, there are a, a number of dialects. I don't know if this is part of the book or not, but I have learned this over mm-hmm. time as I've thought about it. Um, the gifts one is really easy to see because there are some people who really like really extravagant gifts. Uh-huh. Um, other people who want very simple, but thoughtful, but thoughtful, yeah. unique gifts. Yep. Other some people want the same exact gift every time. Uh-huh. Others don't want that. You know, they want something yeah, unique, completely and new different yeah. every time. And everybody's different about that. Some right. people want practical things. Some people want impractical things. You know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so, and the same thing, you can have those different dialects with each of the f- the love languages as well. My wife does not want extravagant things. Uh-huh. She does not like extravagant things. Um, she likes unique and thoughtful things, which may be practical or may not be practical. Right. But if, but they but they have to be unique, and they have to be thoughtful. Yeah. And that makes it really hard for me because once if I get one good gift. Okay, that'll never. She's never going to want anything like that again. Anything close to that is going to be terrible. Yeah, I had a hard time learning that when I was a young husband, and I would get her something that really worked, and I'd be like, "Oh, okay, so this is the this is what she likes." And I get her something really similar, and she didn't like it at all. Yeah. Like, well, wait, that's not fair. You liked it last time. I'm just trying to hit that button again. Right. And no, no. <laughs> Strike. <laughs> Strike. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So I got to go find. I have wandered around Target 
or Walmart or various stores, you know, <laughs> gift stores, and you need gifts. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, what about this? I, I Man, you know. need, you need to get this? on Pinterest or something. No, what about this? It's, you know, it's tough. Yeah, yeah. Get on some thread on Pinterest or Reddit or something where you can get some ideas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, but it has to yeah. be, it's, it's not just that it's unique. It has to somehow be really fit with her really, really well in yeah. some way that she had never thought well, of. Well, you have to read her mind. Exactly. Yeah. Um, exactly. The yeah. reading minds has to be done with all of these, by the way, uh-huh. um, except for maybe quality time. But, well, and maybe physical touch. Certainly, words of affirmation, you got to read someone's mind as yeah. to what's going to work. Gifts, yes, and acts of service, yes. It's, I mean, you don't have to, but that's like... Yeah, I mean, that's, I, that's my wife is, is acts of service, so okay. anything I do around the house... Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I load the dishwasher, I vacuum, whatever. She's yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's a lot easier than trying to figure out <laughs> the next wonderful gift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it it can be like the same thing over and over again for her, for you. Yeah, just yeah, just whatever you're doing mm-hmm. around the house. Is, I mean, and that and she feels love that way, right? And and this is uh, this is just a guy's idea, right? And and it's not. Uh, this is not like Bible, and For sure. and there's overlap, and there's probably other ways that you could look at this, or maybe you oh, could yeah. add things to it. Totally. Or, um, and so, y- y- of course, she would like to get a gift. Of course, she would like to have everybody, words of affirmation. Everybody or, loves all these. Yeah, she's gonna want yeah, more than just loves all these. Just you know. Hey, I'm loving you. I did the dishes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But she she would appreciate that for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And I think another thing to help helpful to remember is that um, at different times in your life and even different times of the day or different times of the week, di- these things ebb and flow, mm-hmm. your preferences. So you have some general preferences, but we all love yeah. all of these. But especially you get a new season of life where you got little kids at home, a mother with little kids at home, all of a sudden you know, the words of affirmation aren't cutting it anymore. Acts of service for all of those people is like through the roof. (laughs) Right, right. It changes and morphs. It changes and morphs. And I I think, again, I think the tasty little morsel here from this guy's work is is just thinking that it's different for other people than what you you do naturally. And as long as you just do whatever comes natural to you, you're not really... You're not really loving another person. Are you or considering saying that love them. doesn't always come naturally? <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. It takes it's, work. It does. It takes some work and some insight. Um, thinking, you know, and, and there's another book uh, f- that's great for couples: um, "Love and Respect." Mm-hmm. Smallman. I, I almost, not, I'm not I almost have one. the author of that one. Sorry, it's a, it's a, I know of the book, but it's I don't... a guy and a gal, um, and it it. Basically, the premise there mm-hmm. is that um, women want to be loved and cherished, yes, and men want to be respected, yes. And so, a, a man is is interacting with his wife in, in the way that he would interact with other men mm-hmm. on the basis of respect, mm-hmm. and instead of cherishing. And the wife is acting uh, as she would act with other women, mm-hmm. not in the basis of respect. Mm-hmm. And uh, she wants unconditional love, mm-hmm. but she's not going to give unconditional respect. And he will issue forth uh, respect, but he might not be that loving. Mm-hmm. 
and they then you have to learn that yeah. there's there's a difference there. Yeah. And um and she needs unconditional love and you need unconditional respect. Yeah. Um and it doesn't matter if you're worthy of it. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's by design. Mm-hmm. And that so that book's been super helpful to a lot of the people that I've talked yeah. to. Sure, um, sure, sure. Uh they say they're having a, a you know conflict in their marriage and I said, "Well, let's start with this, read that." But this is another good place to go to just for that same that same bit of of insight. Totally. To say I've got to think about this differently. Yeah, I got to get outside my own skin. Yeah, and get from a vantage point where I can look at this, you know, almost like objectively. Yeah, that's right. And try to better understand who other people are. Yeah, and this so the love and respect I think works mostly with married couples. Yeah, it's definitely a married with book. A married couple, yep. man and woman, um, where the love languages works with any sort of relationship yeah. of any kind. So this is true even you know as I'm trying to develop a relationship with my boss or with co-workers yeah. or with you know my pastor at church or whatever right, like that right. right that's the yeah the thing is willie though it, <laughs> uh, i'm a physical touch guy are you so i don't really want you rubbing my back or give me long lingering hugs you know like it, it unfortunately what, like a I, high five <laughs> i don't know man I, you know it's like i, I gotta rely a, a lot on my wife yeah for these things for that yeah. uh for that that that's the primary one that, yeah. that where i feel the most loved so a lot of people, and maybe men especially, confuse the love language of physical touch with sexual excitement. Yeah, and but I just I no, mentioned no, no. two I'm, non-sexual I'm not, I'm not things. I'm yeah. Not yeah, the things that you're mentioning are not sexual. Um, and so I'm not suggesting that with you, but um, yeah, that that is an yeah. issue for a lot of folks because it's not about sexual excitement. Right, yeah. right. It's if if my wife would give me a back rub, I yeah. would feel so loved. Yeah. And, and maybe you can view that as an act of service. It could right? be. I yeah. mean, rubbing people's backs isn't fun, you know. Right, sure. <laughs> you get Unless it's going somewhere, that, right? right. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. For me, the biggest thing is words of affirmation. Uh huh. That's that's the biggest thing for me. Is is uh, yeah, compliments and not 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 flattery. I I am very skeptical of flattery, mm-hmm. um, but like genuine compliments is. Yeah, mean the world to me. Yeah. Mean the world to me. You know, the love and respect I think has the same problem, I guess, and value as the love languages. The the problem of both is to overgeneralize, right? So both sure. men and women yeah. want love, and both men and women want respect. Right. And at different times in life and at different circumstances, a woman may really prioritize respect for herself, mm-hmm. and men love for for themselves for himself. And but but the generalization I think is spot on, yeah. and it's it's when we uh, and so that's really helpful. And the same thing with the love languages, right? We all uh, at different times need different things, but it's yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just really helpful when uh, you know for a guy to think about yeah totally. uh, that when you interact with your wife, uh, he's going to issue some some basic human respect. Yes, um, but he he might not be loving. And a wife may, um, she may uh, say, "I love him," but I just don't respect him. Right. And well, and, well, you need to respect. Him. Well, he's not worthy of my respect. Well, that's that's as if you're saying, um, uh, "You're not he, worthy of love." Yeah. He, he he should only love me when I'm lovable. Right. Well, when's that going to be? Yeah. Right? I mean, right. <laughs> you know, he's got to love you whether you're lovable or not. That's right. And you need to respect him whether he's respectable or not. Right. And 
and what does that mean? That's what the book breaks down. And I think that's sure. I think that's super helpful. But you're right. Yeah. You can you can't pigeonhole all this. Exactly. And and yeah. I think we get into trouble when we do try to pigeonhole it, but the gen I think we get in a lot of trouble actually when we do that. Mm-hmm. Um and that is a really fair criticism of a lot of these kinds of systems. But the general insight for all of them, I think, is very, very good yeah. and very helpful so that we can learn to live with each other. We're all selfish, and we think everyone... You know, it's a tendency of all human beings to think that everyone has in their mind what I have in my mind. Right. Everyone sees... And understands and perceptions are the same. same thing that I see and understand. And that's not true. And that's just not true. We all yeah. have different ways of, of, of doing things. You know, um, a follow-up to this yeah. we should do is uh, some of the personality profiling. Okay. Yeah, like uh, Myers-Briggs and yeah. en- Enneagram. D-I-S-C. And that's yeah, the Enneagram's the hot one right now. You know, here's the thing. I don't know anything about the Enneagram, and I have been wanting to know. Mm-hmm. And I've had trouble learning, and I don't know why. If we, I wonder if we have any listeners. Do you know the Enneagram well? I don't know it well. Okay. Uh, yeah, I've... I've... You're, I'm with you, and then I, I, um, I've read some of the profiles, but they, I'm not retaining them. I, it's something is not. I, I'm not getting the entire system. I'm uh-huh. a, you and I are both pretty systematic thinkers, which is and Myers Briggs and the DISC system and and uh, this and there's several others that are, that I understand the system really well. And man, that yeah, that works really well for me. I have not figured out the Enneagram system. I wonder if we have any listeners who understand the Enneagram. I'm sure. That would be yeah. willing, maybe even to come. I, I know some folks. To record with us. I should ask To them. teach us about the Enneagram. Yeah. Um, That'd be a good episode. That would be great. But, the yeah, the Myers-Briggs and uh, uh, the DISC system. Mm-hmm. and You know, the DISC system is super old. We'll talk about that. So let's yeah. talk about that at some other time. Thanks for listening to the Hopper Podcast. You made it to the end of this week's episode. Congratulations. You win a six-day tour of Flint, Michigan. Oh, you better not drink the water. Now, to claim that prize, write us at thehopperpodcast.gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 214-267-9287 and join us next time where we'll discuss if Puff Daddy has any real talent. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Be sure to like, subscribe, follow, or join our Facebook group at The Hopper Podcast. The Hopper Podcast is sponsored this week by Burger King's new item, Single Wrapped Fries. That's going to hit big. It's going to be a big one. Yeah. Uh, were they like a penny or two? Yeah. Okay. <laughs>